Hello, and welcome to Warwick Podcasts. I'm Sean Owen, and I'm here today with Dr Neil Stewart from the Department of Psychology here at Warwick University. Neil has been conducting research into how minimum payment information on credit card bills can adversely affect how people make the payments. This psychological phenomenon is known as anchoring. Neil is here with me today to talk about this recent research and what this actually means for the credit card consumers and how people can be aware of this phenomenon and adjust their payments accordingly. Um, First of all, Neil, can you tell me what anchoring is? Anchoring is a strange piece of psychology uh, that goes on when we make decisions. So, for example... If you have a number in your head, no matter really what the number is, when you're asked to make a subsequent judgment, it affects you. So if I asked you to, say, decide whether the uh, London Eye Ferris wheel was bigger or smaller than three metres high, obviously it's bigger, it's much bigger. If I then ask you to judge how high you think it really is, then uh, your judgments tend to be too small because you were thinking about a previous number that was too small, three metres high. So if it's, I don't actually know how high it is, but say it's 100 metres high, if you've been thinking about three metres high beforehand, you might say, oh, it's only 70 metres high. Whereas if you've been thinking about a much higher number beforehand, you might say, oh, it's 200 metres high instead of 100 metres high. So our judgments are biased by, uh, well, what in the terminology is arbitrary and irrelevant numbers. Mm -hmm. Even if the number's random, so supposing I spin up a roulette wheel and you can get a number between 0 and 100 on the wheel, And then I say, um, what percentage of people do you think have blonde hair? If a 5 came up on the roulette wheel, you'll bias your estimate downwards. Whereas if a 95 came up on the roulette wheel, then you bias your estimate upwards. So even though you know the number's random because you just watched it come up on the roulette wheel, uh, it's affected your judgment of a perfectly sensible question, what proportion of people have got blonde hair. Okay, and how does this apply to minimum payments with credit cards? Well, minimum payments on credit cards are a really good idea because... A small number of people wouldn't repay anything on their credit card bill. They'd just make no payments and then they get charged a bit of interest the next month. Now that's okay because uh, it won't ever be a huge amount of money, the interest. But over time, over a number of months, that interest payment will start to compound out of control and the debt will start to grow exponentially and very quickly the debt will get very large. So if you've got a minimum payment on a credit card, the minimum payment is sufficient to cover the interest that you get charged each month so that the debt won't grow out of control if you just ignore it. Because you're always making the minimum payments, the debt's always going to stay about the same size. But, if you like, putting that small number on the credit card has an unintended negative consequence. Because if you were thinking of repaying more on your credit card bill, but you've got this small number in your mind, it acts as a psychological anchor, and it makes you repay less than you otherwise would repay if the minimum payment were missing. So whilst the minimum payment's really good at protecting those people who would make no repayments, surprisingly, and I uh, I don't think it's obvious at all, uh, the minimum payment actually has a negative effect on those people who make partial repayments, who repay part of their bill. Okay, so you identified this problem with, um, well, more of a phenomenon with the anchoring, and you conducted an experiment. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that? So the first step in the research was to look at real credit card holders and ask them about their credit card bills. So we asked them how much the bill was for, how much they'd repaid, and how much the minimum payment on their statement was. And using that information, you can find that there's an association between the size of the minimum payment that you're asked to make and the uh, proportion of the outstanding balance that you actually repay. So if you have, say, a minimum payment that's 2% of the uh, bill, 
you might make, uh, say, a 20% repayment. Whereas if you have a minimum payment of 3% of the bill, you might make a payment that's much higher than 20%. But that information only tells you about an association between two things in the world. It doesn't tell you which one is causing the other one. So it doesn't tell you that the minimum payment is causing uh, you to make a lower repayment than you otherwise would. It could be that there's a third factor. To get at that in, uh, well, in any science, you have to do an experiment where you randomly assign some people to receive credit card statements with minimum payments, and then another group of people get credit card statements which are exactly the same in all ways, apart from the minimum payments missing. And what you find is when you leave the minimum payment off the statement, there are three groups of people, there are three reactions. One is people who don't make any repayments. So instead of making the minimum payment, they repay zero. That's a very small number of people. That's probably only 7 or 8% of people. And then there's a much larger group of people who always just pay off their credit card balance in full every month. And whether or not you include minimum payments uh, information on the statement doesn't affect how likely you are to do that. So it doesn't change. If you're, if you're a full repayer, the minimum payment information doesn't affect you. But for the third group of people who are paying part of the balance that's outstanding, so they might owe 500 but only repay 300, um, with minimum payment information on the statement, they repay less, they might say only repay 200. So with that experiment, because you've randomly put people into the payment and the non-payment groups, you can start to say something about the fact that minimum payments seem to be causing uh, people to repay less. So the final step, if you like, would be to take this research, which was asking people to imagine they'd received a bill, and actually take it into the real world. But that's often very hard to do because, for example, from October, it will be illegal to have credit card statements without minimum payments on. So this is probably our best guess at what's going on right now. Do you think this is something that the credit card companies have manipulated or is it something that they're, they're aware of and they're quite concerned about? I don't think they've manipulated it because there's a really good reason to have the minimum payment on there and that's to protect the people who would otherwise make no repayments. And those are the people who ultimately end up with huge debts that they can't ever repay. So it's actually very sensible that they include the minimum payments on there. It's been a voluntary thing that the credit card companies have done for a, a large number of years now. So I think in that sense, minimum payments are a really good idea because they protect people who are really vulnerable. I don't think even, I mean, when I thought of the idea, perhaps minimum payments act as anchors. I wasn't actually sure what I would find at all. And I think perhaps without knowing anything about anchoring, it's just not at all obvious that just because there's a small number on the statement, it's making you repay less than you otherwise would. Certainly when people are making repayment decisions, or sorry, any kind of judgment decision, when people are making any kind of judgment decision, even if you warn them about anchoring, they can't do anything about it. They still show anchoring. So you can say, there's this thing called anchoring. I'm going to tell you a small number, and it might make you underestimate the height of the London eye, but you mustn't do that. Just say what you think the right answer is. But then people still underestimate what the height is. So the fact that anchoring is a thing that goes on without us really being aware of it or conscious of it means it would be really hard to know in advance that minimum payments might have this effect on people. So obviously, as you mentioned, um, the credit card companies and banks are obliged to include information on minimum payments. Um, what do you think that they can do about it, knowing that you know, this, this uh, anchoring phenomenon might be occurring? It's quite tricky, actually, to see what to do about it. So we already know, for example, that... Um, warning people that they might be subject to anchoring. That's kind of crazy because you can't put that information on the credit card statement. And even if you did put it on, we already know that warning people doesn't make any difference. So another thing you can do to people is just say, it's very bad to only make the minimum payments. There are two reasons why that's not going to help. One is if you tell people something is very bad, instead of changing their behavior and stopping doing the thing, they often just disengage from the problem. So a good example would be smokers. If you ask most smokers whether smoking is good for them or not, most people know it's bad for you. 
but they just don't think about it when they're smoking. So we don't want people to be just not thinking about their credit card bills, because that way uh, you can get into trouble quite quickly. The other problem is that just telling people that they mustn't just make the minimum repayment, that's not helpful, because actually it's not just people who are only repaying a small amount who are subject to this anchoring. Even if you're repaying almost all of the outstanding balance, you're still showing an anchoring effect. You're still repaying less than you otherwise would do because of anchoring. So it's not just people who owe £500 who are thinking about making a repayment of £20 or £30. It's people who owe £500 who are thinking about making a repayment of £400 to £450. And to them, the minimum payment's a very distant, small number because they're going to repay much more. But it still affects them. It still matters. That's how the psychology works, unfortunately. So warning people isn't going to help. Scaring people probably isn't going to help. Probably the best thing to do is to help people understand the long-term consequences of the various decisions you make. So when you're deciding to make a credit card repayment, say you owe £500, you think, I'm going to repay £200. That means you've had to forgo the enjoyment that you might get this month from £200. So you could go out for, it would have to be an extremely nice meal for £200, but you could do a lot of things with £200. And you know what those things are like, and you know how nice they are. So you can you know, go on nice trips, you could go on a flight to Paris, you can eat a load of nice dinners, you could go down the pub a lot, I guess, for £200. <laughs> but what you don't know is, if you repay the £200, how much does that save me in the future? What does that translate into, in terms of saved interest costs? And actually, there's no reason why you should be able to do that calculation in your head, because um, why on earth should we be good at doing compound interest calculations in our head? That would be a bit mad. But it, w- it is possible to work out how much money that saves you. So... So there are a couple of ways you could do that. You could give people a table which shows if you make these different repayments, this is how much it will, long it will take you to repay the debt, um, and this is how much money it will cost you in total. Or you can give people like little interactive tools on the internet where they can adjust their monthly repayments on one side of the screen and then see in real time the effect that has on the actual cost of the debt that they're repaying. That's quite useful because it's, it's unintuitive, but if you're making repayments at or near the minimum payment, it takes you a really long time to repay the debt and it costs you an awful lot of money. But as you increase your payments away from the minimum payment, the total cost of the debt and the total length of time it takes you to repay the debt, they really come down really very fast. So just repaying a little bit more over the minimum payment is really worth doing. So, so it's a case of raising awareness and actually making it quite obvious what the effects will be because the minimum payments are there for a purpose. Yeah, anything that we can do that can help people translate the consequences of their repayments, mm. sort of their repayment into like the long-term consequences, how much money it will save them, it gives you more certainty about the decision that you're making. We actually do know from anchoring research in psychology that the more certain you are, about the answer to a question, the smaller the anchoring effects you show. So, for example, if you're a London eye design expert, you're much less likely to be tricked by those silly questions about whether it's bigger or smaller than three metres. You'll still show the effect, but it'll be much smaller. So if we can make people experts in how they repay their credit cards by at least letting them have a better idea of how much their repayment translates into in terms of savings in the future, they should show smaller anchoring effects. And of course, issues such as this are more pertinent these days because of the credit crunch. It might be more useful for people who are in debt to know about this information. Uh, It certainly is useful to know about this information. I guess even though I know quite a lot about this information, unfortunately, I'm not immune to the credit crunch. (laughs) But um, there's quite a lot of money out there to be saved. So, So, for example, it looks like if you remove the effects of anchoring from your statement, suppose you owe sort of the... um, sort of roughly the average bill in the UK, which is, say, about £500 a month that you owe. If you include minimum payments, you tend to, people on average tend to choose to repay about £100. 
And if you take minimum payments off the statement, they tend to repay £175. And that extra £75 is all going towards repaying the capital and saving you future interest charges. So you can look and see how much money that will save you in the future. And it's not trivial. It's quite a lot of money. Um, So if money's tight, it's certainly worth getting your credit cards under control. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Thank you.